is great, but it can be tough. We are family and you are love. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Your Love Podcast. It is Steven here, and I have a special episode segment for you today. I have our first ever Your Love Podcast special guest, and his name is Mr. Pastor John Kudo. Close enough. Nobody ever Kudo. gets it right. Yeah, we'll get it eventually. <laughs> what is up, Mr. Pastor, Children's Pastor John? How are you doing, sir? I'm great. You know, there's nothing I love more than completely unplanned public speaking. So, no prep pastors. You're a pastor, and I am going to use the wheel of unpreparation. Okay. Spin the wheel of unpreparation. It's going to land on a random book of the Bible. Now, random good book of the Bible. Like, I took all the bad books out. Oh, okay. I'm hoping for... (laughs) I'm going to get fired after saying that, but... By bad books, I mean like the doo-doo books like Leviticus and all that. Oh, I'm hoping for Psalm 137. I love the imprecatory Psalms. There's just something special about violence and conquest. Uh-huh. All right, our special guest, Genghis Khan. Our special guest, <laughs> Genghis Khan, everyone. <laughs> this is who's teaching your kids every week. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, hey, me and Janine were talking the other day. Like the book of Judges is such a good book because it's just like, like, how many dudes can you kill with a goat femur? You know what's crazy about the Book of Judges? We actually just finished studying that. The textbook, they drew this really incredible table. Mm-hmm. And so they looked at the 12 things that Othniel did. And they said he was the first judge. He was the best judge. He did 12 things right. But then every other judge after Othniel started missing or doing things wrong. And then by the time you get to Samson, at the very end of the line, he did all 12 things that Othniel did right wrong. And so cool. it's pretty cool because it shows how Israel had been sort of degrading over time. Yeah. And the best person that God could pick for the job got worse and worse over time. But no matter how much worse the judge got, God was still able to use them to accomplish his goals. Let's get back into the no prep pastors. I got the wheel of unpreparation. Okay, and I'm going to spin it. It's going to make some noise and pick a book of the Bible for us. All right, I'm completely unprepared. Let's do it. That is what we want here at the Your Love Podcast. We want everybody to feel absolutely unprepared. All right. So let's pray. Okay. Just ask that God can lead us in whatever the people listening want to hear. Sounds good. You know what I'm saying? Let me just break the fourth wall real quick. Hey, people listening, I love you. I'm glad you're here. And Mr. Children's Pastor John is about to bring the fire for you. Did you like that, John? That was awesome. All right. <laughs> Let's pray. Or would you like to pray for us? No, no. I'm nervous enough trying to figure out what I'm going to say. Why don't you go ahead and pray? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, I'm thankful for you. And I'm just thankful that we can be here with the technology to do this and that we can be here as a family and as friends. Please be with Mr. Pastor John and just bless him. Uh, let it be you speaking through him. Give him peace within this. And hey, whatever Bible verse we land on, let it just be from you. Amen. Amen. All right, Mr. Pastor John, are you ready for this? I got my fingers crossed for Second Timothy. We'll see if I, I get lucky Second here. Timothy. Let's see. I'm spinning the wheel. 
Wheel of Unpreparation. Philippians. Oh, well, that's almost as good. Philippians. That's a pretty that's a pretty W book, not going to lie. Pretty W book. All right. There's only four chapters. So right. I'm going to randomly pick randomly pick a chapter. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to randomly scroll through and I'm going to pick something. All right. You ready for this? I hope so. So Philippians 3 verse 7. All right, let's hear it. And I'm going to read down to, let's just say, verse 11. Oh, there you go. Philippians 3, 7 to 11. Perfect. All right, I'm going to read it, and then you're going to preach it. All right. So what translation do you want, Mr. Pastor John? Well, I like the NLT. We could do that. All right, but let me pull up the NLT for the boys. Philippians 3, 7, 11, NLT. So it says... I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I really like that verse. And I think it's cool because it not only does it give a lot of the gospel message right there. True. Honestly, what a good incredible. little verse for the no prep. But I also think it's nice because it can help us avoid, I guess you'd call it legalism. Mm -hmm. Because right workspace. before that, Paul is talking, yeah, workspace salvation. Yeah. Paul's talking right before that about the things that he used to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if we scroll up just slightly, he talks about... He was circumcised when he was eight days old. Uh, he was pure-blooded citizen of Israel, member of the tribe of Benjamin. He says he was a real Hebrew, if there ever was one. He was a Pharisee, uh, strict obedience to the Jewish law, and he persecuted the church. And he even says, as far as righteousness goes, he obeyed the law without fault. Mm -hmm. And I think it shows just the radical difference between what Jesus offers and what any other religion offers, and even what Judaism offered before that. It was all about adherence to strict rules. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that when we become a Christian, there aren't things that we should do, but we aren't doing them to follow laws. We're doing them because we're changed from the inside, and we can't help but want to live that way. That's good. And what I like in, you know, something a lot of the, I guess, popular culture would look at it when you if you talk to somebody about where do you think you're going when you die? Yeah. Because that's a really good question to ask people for apologetics. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of people, if you ask them, you know, what's your religion? What do you believe spiritually? They kind of clam up. Mm. But a lot of people, if you say, hey, what do you think happens after you die? Almost everybody's willing to give an answer to that question. Mm. And a lot of people, if you talk to them, they'll say, well, I've done some bad things, but I've done enough good things that I think I'll go to heaven. You lie! Yeah. And That's the classic answer right there. It is, and it's kind of a 
Well, it's definitely a misunderstanding yeah. of Christianity. And I think this verse is great because a lot of people will say, well, you know, I don't go to church. I don't necessarily believe in Jesus. I don't even believe in God, but I live a good life and that's good enough. And, you know, when I die and if there is a God, he's going to see how I lived and he's going to send me to heaven. And this verse is cool because it's one of the ones that sort of corrects that misconception because it's not about all the good things that we do. It's about us getting credit for what Christ did and preach. You know, Paul comes right out and says, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. And, you know, when I go back and I look at the things I did in the past that I thought were good, you know, maybe giving to charity, maybe helping somebody out with something. But that was still when I was an atheist. And my motivation for it was never pure. Uh, I would do things for outward appearances or I'd do mm -hmm. things to make myself feel good. Um, now when I come here to serve the kids or to volunteer at community events, the, the thought that is in my mind is what Jesus did for me was so incredible that I can't help but want other people to experience it. Wow. And, and I think it's, you know, when, when Paul says everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and for his sake, I've discarded everything else. I understand what he means. It's, you know, when I became a Christian, I came in after years and years of very unhealthy living, mm -hmm. you know, drinking, drugs, being very promiscuous. And I guess a lot of people who I was friends with before, they were shocked that when I became a Christian, I gave these things up. They said, don't you find them fun anymore? Or they accused me of being an occult because I gave these things up. <laughs> and it was kind of like they thought that these were things that I still wanted to do, but I was denying myself. Mm -hmm. And I think what they don't understand is that because I've decided to follow Jesus, my heart itself has changed. And because my heart has changed, these aren't things that I want to do and I'm denying myself. They're things that I just don't want to do anymore. And well, so all these things that used to have value for me, like driving a nice car or making a lot of money, just like Paul, they don't mean much to me anymore. The, the only thing that really means a lot to me now is you know, teaching as many kids as possible about Jesus. Uh, and nothing brings me more joy than doing that. And so I really identify with what Paul is saying here. And I think the passage is also good news too, because the second half of it, Paul says, I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. And I think that that's, it's good for assurance for people because Again, a popular opinion is that we earn our way to heaven because we're good. Mm -hmm. And Paul is trying to clear up that misconception. It's not, there is no way we could ever earn our way to heaven. It's Jesus has done all the work and we're getting credit for the perfect life that he lived. You are victorious in Christ. And so a lot of people, a lot of kids and teenagers come and talk to me and they'll come and they'll say, well, I... 
you know, I slipped up. I looked at something I wasn't supposed to look at, or I did something with someone that I wasn't supposed to do. And they're like, does God hate me now? Or am I going to hell now? You know, and this verse is such a good answer to that because it's not, if we're not earning our way into heaven, we're also not earning our way into hell when we make mistakes. You know, Jesus has already covered those mistakes. We've already been credited with his righteousness. So the solution to those things is not to freak out and think you've lost your salvation. It's to go to God, tell me you messed up, and then trust that he's going to keep guiding you on the right path. And so I think it's also a beautiful verse about assurance. He says, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. And that's, that's what it takes. And if we start to worry that the little mistakes we make are, are, are going to send us in the wrong direction, it can really hurt our relationship with God. You know, there are days where I'll be coming to church and getting ready to teach a lesson to the kids, and somebody will cut me off in traffic. And I'll say a bunch of words a kid's pastor shouldn't say. And so... Like, flippity <laughs> flip, flugging flyers. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it sounds a little different than that, but, uh, <laughs> you know. If I thought that I had earned my right to be here teaching the kids, or I'd earned my salvation in any way, I, I would just turn my car around and go home. But I recognize that that's not the case. I recognize that Jesus has already covered those slip-ups, and then he's given me a message or a mission to come here and share his message with the kids. Mm. And so it's also important for us going out and sharing Jesus with others is that if we remember that it's we're righteous through faith in Christ and through nothing else, we don't have to worry about our shortcomings in sharing Jesus with other people. You know, we might be afraid to go out and say, I want to tell my best friend about Jesus, but I like to look at certain bad websites. Mm. We can't think about it that way. You're going to go out, you're going to tell your friend about Jesus, and God is also going to be working on your heart to help you change those actions too. True. And Salvation and, and then sanctification. Exactly. So I think this is really powerful, Preaching. really powerful verse here it is and like i gotta say mr children's pastor john like very rarely am i left speechless but like i was kind of speechless during the whole thing like this was a really good first no prep pastor segment well i enjoyed doing it it was very strange for me i've never you know given a message before and people weren't throwing goldfish at me (laughs) i mean i can arrange that Maybe next time I'd feel more at home if you ask me, you Here. know, why I'm still not married and threw some goldfish at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have this Hulk here. Mr. John, why are you not married? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that feels more familiar. <laughs> there you go. Welcome back. Welcome back. But, <laughs> but no, thank you for joining the show and giving us that wisdom. I a hundred percent agree. Like so many times throughout life, do I remember slipping up whether it was like with porn or whatever and just being asking myself these questions of like, man, like how many more times is God going to forgive me before he just says, now nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so what a good reminder that it's like, bro, it's like none of that don't matters about how, how much we struggle. 
or you know how much we slip up like he already loves us and already says it's enough so turn up well hey well thank you for having me this was a lot of fun yeah next time i'm gonna rig the wheel so it goes to second timothy all right bet (laughs) peace later This episode of the Your Love Podcast is produced by Hub City Youth. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Hub City YTH. The jingle you heard at the very beginning and are about to hear now is produced by Elijah Myers. Life is great, but it can be tough. We are family and you are love.